You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. My fingers smell like barbecue. Yeah? Yeah. I washed my hands. Yeah. I'm gross. Yeah. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 37. I'm joined today by my good bestest buddy, my lifelong bestest buddy, Mr. Hulk Logan O'Connor. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Aaron. He's Logan. This is the official... Podcast of the Rock Combo Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver, Colorado, and Chicago, Illinois, respectively. Um, man, it's been a little while since you've been on the show, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been trying to make it more, but I, I I've had a busy couple months, so you know. Yeah. Like what? What you been doing? I've just been working too much and drinking too much and Streets of London is under different management. It or is different ownership now. It is, yeah. Like what what do you think are going to be some of the improvements that that we can expect in the next like six months or so? Six months. Oh uh Well we're we're giving away cars to uh um uh, People that come into the bar, like Oprah, you know, like, look under your stool. You get a car, and you get a car. There's, like, enough room for a car in Streets of London. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that, like, if there was a car in Streets of London, it wouldn't be for a giveaway. It'd be because, like, some drunk person took a turn too wide and, mm-hmm. like— you know, he, you know, on the Oprah show, she did, there aren't actual cars underneath the seats. be cooler so. if there was, man. Just— like, <laughs> just, <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Especially if an audience of, like, how many people are in the audience at an Oprah taping? Like, 300 people just all of a sudden, like, had cars erupt <laughs> under their seats? That'd <laughs> be, it'd be bedlam. And, I mean, how would they drive the cars out without <laughs> crashing into each other? Have you seen the video? Um, it's going around. Uh, and it's, like, it's some meme that's, like, when I hear that gas is only such and such a gallon, and it's like uh, surveillance footage from a gas station. Oh, and the car comes like yeah, barreling in. Yeah, comes like flying off the side of the road, like flying off a rock and like lands perfectly in front of a pump. Mm-hmm. I saw that today for the first time, and the first thing that popped into my head is like, so do you get gas or do you call the cops or like what it, does that person have to pay for the damages or is it something that like are gas stations insured so you took this meme very literally is what well what i mean that's an actual thing that happened where somebody flew off the side of the oh, road oh so you're you're talking about like in this actual scenario yeah in this actual happened? scenario um yeah i'm pretty sure you probably get fined and have to pay for damages and even if you make a cool video as a result? Well, hopefully you make some money off of this cool video. And that's another thing. If, like, the video gets, like, if the meme becomes super big, right, and mm-hmm. starts, and let's say 
advertisers want to get, you know, get a piece of that action, do they give the money to the gas station or do they give the money to the person who wrecked their car? I think the person who wrecked their car and then that person probably has to give their money to the gas station. Yeah. So we're talking about memes on a podcast. I don't think really anybody – I dude, I guarantee there are a thousand podcasts right now that all they do is talk about – like the meme greater society. Oh yeah, the greater like deep dives into memes. Ugh. Hi there, I'm Captain Mimo, and today we're going to be diving into the, the Willy Wonka meme series. Today we're going to be diving into uh, what's uh, the the kid, the victory kid. You know what I'm talking about? The, the little the kid little with the fist. Kid with like, the yes, fist. Yeah. that guy. Man, that's, those are old school memes. Like, memes have evolved since yeah. then. Yeah, those memes are lame. Thank you for listening. You want to talk about memes some more? No, I don't want to talk about memes. Come on, man. These are these are what are known as throwaway jokes. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite meme in recent times? Uh, my memes have gotten pretty gross. Uh, there's <laughs> there's one. Uh, it's hard to explain for audio uh, listeners, but there's this lady in a kitchen and she's just got like bottles of water all around her and she's chugging, um, she's chugging a gallon of water and, um, it says, uh, on her, it says your mom and all the pieces of water just say come. (laughs) So... It's this lady that has a lot of water around her, and all the water is like labeled "come," and then she's your mom. That's my favorite. That, or there's another one with a little skeleton that says, "Let me eat fruit gushers off of your ass, my lady." Uh, I like the. Um, That's good. The, the 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 fresh big penis one, the one with the uh, the devil, where he's like carrying oh, yeah, a wheelbarrow, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the lady's like like fresh fresh big penis here. And she's like, do you have anything less penisy? Just gigantic penis, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Or the one where the, the little kid is eating a bowl of rice and he's getting bit in the dick by a duck. Have you I seen that I one? I haven't seen that one. No. Oh, that's a great one, man. Yeah. Welcome to Meme Talk. Meme uh, Talk. The, 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 the MF stands for Meme Familiar. Because we are familiar with many memes. Oh, God. Welcome to the Meme Fan Podcast. <laughs> the here, Meme Family Podcast. Here on Mutiny Transmissions. Hey, shout out to Mutiny Transmissions. Thank you very much for uh, helping our silly little podcast come out. And I guess the, the truth is, is that with, with Mutiny uh, Information Cafe and Mutiny Transmissions, it's not like they host it. Or it's not like we record it in their studio. It's not like they have it on their website or anything. Really, what it means to be a mutiny transmission is once in a while, like maybe one in ten episodes, they listen to it, and then they share it on their Facebook page, and they go, hey, uh, these guys did a podcast, and our name is on it. So mm. you should listen to it. But I know you subscribe to literally a hundred podcasts, so you know, you probably won't catch it. But 
<laughs> it's out there. It's out there. It's in the universe. Logan Logan took me out for a dinner date tonight. I did. We went to... Um, Didn't my, go well. My, yeah, I uh, I think we're going to have a second date. It, uh, he blew it. Do you ever watch... Um, did you ever used to watch Blind Date when it was on? No. I always, I always felt... You never watched Blind Date when it was on? No. I... I we didn't have like cable TV growing up. Blind Date was on basic channels. It was well, on regular I, TV. I, I didn't watch it. I yeah, but Blind Date. I knew of its existence, but I like didn't it watch would. It. it would be they. They would get a couple just like god awful people, and they would send them on a date to together. And this guy, his name was Roger Lodge, would host the show, and he'd be like. He is a highway patrolman, and 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 she's a crack dealer, and we're gonna put him on a date today, and then like I know every, you're making a joke, but that sounds like a great TV show. Yeah, yeah. Well, every date would end with them in a hot tub, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody was telling me that hot tub place I think is in San Diego somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they knew somebody who worked there. Like some friend of mine knew somebody who worked at the hot dog, uh, hot not hot dog, hot tub place that all the blind dates you went to. You can make to, hot dogs in the hot tub. And it just said it was disgusting. Well, I'm sure how many blind dates were in the same well, hot tub. Well, it's not just the blind dates. It's like all the regular people who go there. It's like it's like one of those motels that people go to and um, – like with the mirrors on the ceiling and the like heart shaped like jacuzzi tubs yeah. and shit like that. It's just it's just called the, it's just called the cum bubble or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Welcome to the Coxnot Palace. Uh, the cauldron of Coxnot. Oh yeah. It was uh yeah, but just said just said it was horrible, just like disgusting place and like I th- I want to say that they had gotten shut down um, because uh, weird. There was mm-hmm. like uh, kind of like prostitution stuff going on behind no. the scenes. Yeah, I know. No, I know. At the cum bubble. <laughs> no. At the jizz cauldron. <laughs> At the jizz koozie. Jizz koozie. Jizz koozie. Uh, jizz koozie is what you use to keep your jizz cold. By the way. Like if you've got if you've got a, if you've got a can of cum, you use a jizz koozie. Warm hand, warm cum. Just you know, <laughs> this part cool. of the this part of the show is designed to uh, to filter out the uninitiated. We get into like the really like deep, uh, insightful and meaningful stuff that you actually want to hear about. Yeah. For, we start off very juvenile. We talk about memes and then cum. Yeah. And then farts and then dicks. And then we And then talk, Kierkegaard. Yeah. And then we talk about Kierkegaard and and uh, 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 Descartes and and all those guys. Like, um, yeah, philosophy. Yeah, you So, yeah, one. we went out to dinner. We went to Zeppelin Station, which is not... Uh, the worst radio station of all time. And I'm not saying that because I hate Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. But I don't think that I could listen to Led Zeppelin 24 hours a day. I think, like, if I just had a station that was only Led Zeppelin just playing all day long, and especially if it just, like, looped the albums over and over again, mm-hmm. that would be god-awful. Like, that would suck. Um, but, no, Zeppelin Station is... One of those hip uh, new—I don't even know what you call that. 
it's just like a warehouse with like five restaurants in it and a bar. Yeah, it's they, they call it like they're like marketplace style. I don't. What's the name of those things? That that concept. It's like a new food court. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're, they're like I, cool food courts. Yeah. Instead of Orange Julius, they have like like a stand called like like Orange sorbet or something like that the know. zest or yeah something yeah like yeah. That. The yeah. Ze- yeah zest one word yeah, or yeah, like yeah. like instead of like arenzios they have uh they have like a place called like um greek tragedy or something like that you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's, no I, but like there's there's a bunch of these kind of popping up around Colorado uh, around Denver now and I've been seeing him in a in a lot of um, in a lot of other cities too you see like a lot of um in Portland we saw that like food truck compound mm-hmm. where it seemed like all like they were all temporary like pop-up restaurants but they kind of had a permanent space at this like big truck park or whatever it right is. yeah so you're seeing a lot more of these in Denver where it's like it's just a big eyesore of a of a cubicle space that they built in the middle of like an old rundown industrial district like this is okay for those of you who don't live in denver this this probably won't make sense to you but it's like like do you remember what brighton boulevard looked like when we were younger Mm -hmm. like when we used to go to shows up at uh the the construct and stuff like that yeah and just like it wasn't a safe place for children to hang no, out. No, it was like warehouses and squats. Yeah, and uh, shitty housing. Lots and, of squats. Yeah. There was the one famous squat, the silos, mm-hmm. that uh, that like all the the like the gutter punks were, were would go squat at. And when we were teenagers, we'd be like, "Boy, I hope one day I'm punk rock enough to go hang out at the silos with all these fucking awful." Wasted junky pieces of shit. (laughs) I can't wait till I can be human garbage. Um, No, but now there's there's hip uh, mid century postmodern warehouse space that uh, has like a bunch of like cool bars and like cool little restaurants and stuff like that. And Logan took me over there and bought me. Probably the best barbecue brisket sandwich I've had in a very long time. As much shit as we're talking about it, like, they had a cheap beer and shot special, and this fucking sandwich is amazing. Well, they're, they're, they're very European, these setups. We were talking about when we were there yeah. uh, that, you, that anytime I see one of those pop up, it's like, you can tell some, like— some entrepreneur just got back from Europe and was like, you know what this city needs? We need a big airplane hangar with a sorbet stand in it and a pulled pork <laughs> restaurant. And, like, there are, in fact, within five square miles of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, probably within five square miles of where we're at now, there are four places like that that I can think of. Because there's the source, which is right down the street. There's Zeppelin Station, which is where we went. Mm. There's um, Avanti, which is uh, uh, over off the highway by where, like, Pagliacci used yeah, to be the, up in the north side. In the Rhino district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's um, – oh, what's the other one? Oh, there's right by Rocket Space, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Right by Rocket Space, there's um, – 
the what you call it the 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 Larimer market or whatever yeah, yeah. where they have like they have like the fish market and then they have the place that just specializes in little chocolates and then they have the place that just does smoothies and then the place that I'm just does there's probably like a leather store in there and like a, oh no it's all uh, I think it's all food it's all food yeah okay. but they have like they have like an uh, the High Plains Creamery uh, ice cream shop and they have a coffee shop with a little marketplace with all these things that you it's might need cute. and it looks like it looks like stuff they would have at a convenience store but it's like twice the price and and, and the shelves are made from like real wood paneling, and mm. and uh, they have the like burger and fries place where it's like eight dollars for a burger and then eight dollars for fries, and uh, they have a bar. Um, and uh, I'm like, sure those places are killing it. Like I'm oh, sure yeah. they're just fucking racking in the cash. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, um, raking in the cash, racking in like raking. like one would rake the forest. Ah, yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah, raking the forest. Mm-hmm. Actually, I uh, I came. Sarah, if you, if you want to keep your house from burning down, you, you mop should. the floor yeah. and sweep, and then your house won't burn down. <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, I, I actually found. A, uh, I came across a picture that Sarah and I took in the cemetery last fall, and uh, and it's just like she lay, had me lay on the ground and then covered me with leaves mm. everywhere except for my face. Here, I'll, I got to show you this picture. But like everywhere except, except to my face, and uh, I wanted to put it online and just say maybe you shouldn't rake the forest. You never know what you might find. <laughs> like if you were if you were working for the Forest Service and you raked back some leaves and there was just a beer guy a bearded guy smiling at you like I'd like it more flirtatiously if there was a beer guy. A beer. <laughs> ice cold Coors Light yeah oh good thing we raked the forest <laughs> uh yeah so yeah thank you for that date man it was good yeah yeah tasty sandwich very good sandwich what have you been up to like what have you been up to besides working and drinking too much is there anything going on in your uh, life well, um, Thanksgiving just happened. That's right. We just had Thanksgiving. Happy, he, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you. Uh, a month later, a week later. When do these uh, come out? It'll be out next week. Okay. Yeah. A week, two weeks later. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, me and my wife Becky went over to my folks' house, and my grandma is super old and super German. And we learned a German recipe from her. Uh, we called them potato balls growing up, but they're called knodel. And they're just like little potato dumplings with like a little toasted breadcrumb in the middle. And you cover them with gravy and shit. And we learned mm. how to make those. So I remember eating yeah. those at your house when I was a kid. We made like a giant, like two or three platters of these motherfuckers. And it's just like basically you take mashed potatoes and add flour and cornstarch and turn them into a dough. And you, you know, roll them up and boil them, and they're super fucking delicious. So do you do you have a big Thanksgiving or do you have a small Thanksgiving? We have a pretty small Thanksgiving, and I think it's only going to get like, as far as like festivities go, smaller. Like we were talking this year, we were like, why do we cook all this fucking food? Like, it's cool to have leftovers and shit, but it's it's way too much work on the people cooking. Right. It's like make make a turkey or make something nice. And, like, two little side dishes or something. And that's it. Like, you don't need to make all the traditional crap, you know? Right, right. 
it, it just seems like a lot of work and it's very wasteful and gluttonous and I don't know. I, I love Thanksgiving, but it's a fucking stupid holiday. <laughs> it, oh, no, it totally is. It, 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 for, for those of you outside of the United States, Thanksgiving is a holiday where Americans uh, eat way too much. Mm-hmm. Probably and, gain like five to ten pounds. And, and, and get together with our friends and family to commemorate the, uh, the myth— uh, propagated by uh, the early settlers in America that that uh, they were helped out by the Native Americans and nothing else ever happened. Nope. It was a very clean exchange. Yeah. And they were like, hey, come on in. And we were like, thanks. And we'll let's live next eat to each other. food. Yeah. Let's eat food next to each other forever. And we'll just be your neighbors. And you guys will just keep living where you've always lived. And we'll never send you anywhere else, and you'll continue to proliferate and thrive for the eons. No. Uh, yeah. So um, the, the white Christian people came over here from Europe and murdered a bunch of indigenous people and, like, like, like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of them. Like damn near all of them. Pretty close to all of them, like 99% of them, something like that. And then, well, it—, it we won't we won't get too into it bum everybody out but it's a really fucking sad part of mm. american history and it's a part that you can't really ignore you know it's well i guess you can ignore it cuz pretty pretty M- most, most everybody, everybody on thanksgiving ignores it mm. but what what i kind of choose to do is i just utilize it as an opportunity to to be grateful and to hang out with my family and and I love you know I love my family I've got a great big family it's a it's a beautiful thing it's a wonderful excuse to get together um and I wonder if there's a way that we can start teaching kids cuz you know I've got a I got a kid coming you know, we we announced that on the last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a kid on the way, and I'm trying to think of how I'm going to explain Thanksgiving to my son without horrifying him and taking the joy out of it. Like I'm wondering how we might maintain the the positive aspects of that tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Christmas. You know, Christmas is is really all about just like subjugating the masses and indoctrinating people with spending Christianity money and, and spending yeah. money and and mass consumerism and all that stuff. But it's also really nice <laughs> to have a day on the calendar mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, on these days on the calendar, we are going to get together no matter what, no matter how busy everybody is, no matter how crazy your life is, we're going to get together. We're going to celebrate goodwill and gratitude and all these things. And so I wonder how you can do that but still present a coherent narrative to kids and be like, these are the kind of fucked up origins of this holiday, but this is what it's become, hmm. you know. Yeah. And and now your job as a new citizen of this planet is to – Behave in a way that, um, to the best of your ability, helps to offset those damages and those wrongs done 
early on in human history. Well, one thing not to do is not to lie to them. Because I remember in like in elementary school, middle school and shit, you had your history books and you would see pictures of like the Indians and the pilgrims like shaking hands and being friendly to each other. And once I found out that that's not how it went down, I was like, they've been lying to me my whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Just tell you what, just fuck your kid up. Just, <laughs> just teach him all the wrong shit. Just or um, teach him, teach him the lies and teach him the truth, but insist that they're both absolute fact. And then make him flip a coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make him flip a coin. Yeah. You know, I, I've been reading um, this book, uh, *Sapiens*, by this guy uh, Yuval Noah Harari. It's a it's a brief history of of humankind. It's like our entire history. Mm-hmm. And it's so much information. I don't even know if I could begin to like give anything to you with any sort of historical accuracy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if I like saw something again, like if I saw something again that was related to one of the topics, I could be like, "Oh yeah, I learned about that in in you've all know Harari's book." But he talks about uh, one of the things he talks about is um, uh, he talks about Columbus very briefly. And Columbus, when I was taught about it, I guess I always imagined that, like, Christopher Columbus, like, landed, like, in Florida or smack dab on the fucking East Coast somewhere. Like, mm. like just like he showed up and then that's the same place the pilgrims showed up and then that's how America was born. You know what I mean? But like, you know, first of all, fuck Chris Columbus. Just saying. Um, but he... You know he's serious because he called him Chris. Chris. Not Christopher. Yeah. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> um, no, he landed on a... Uh, he just landed on in like the Bahamas, like he landed in like a series of islands. Like the people, the people he encountered obviously don't exist anymore because you know he wiped them out and and uh, turned like children into slaves and prostitutes and all sorts of stuff. But he didn't like the the, the place that he thought was the East Indies mm-hmm. was. I'm pretty sure the Bahamas. Like he didn't land and even land in mainland Europe. That's or mainland America. That's like something that happened over time after that initial arrival and exploration. And like that bit of information is something like I've known he was a fuckhead mm-hmm. and a genocidal dickwad for a long time, mm-hmm. but like that detail of his landing, I didn't even find out until just last week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what we were taught growing up in school, which is like, like you just imagine a map of America, and he just like, like nicely like nestled in there, and mm-hmm. like, like people were waiting for him there at the coast, and they're like, "Hey, come on in," you know. I don't know. Did, did you hear about this uh, Christian guy that went to that island and got killed? I think that That's shit is amazing. hilarious, dude. It's amazing. So this guy went to this island and discovered these people called Sentinelese people. And he was preaching the, Chris, the way of Christianity. 
And he was there for two days. He didn't just get shot, like, right away. Oh, he was there for two days yeah. before so, this happened? So he hired these fishermen dudes to take him there, him and his buddy. They paid him, like, 300 bucks to take him to this island that's, like, off limits. So he took, they drove him close, and they were like, fuck no. We're not going up there. And he had a canoe. So he took his canoe to the island, and he had, like, his Bible and all this shit. Found him, and the, the fishermen, like, uh, sailed away. And so he found he finds the the people on the island. They start talking shit to him, and they're like, "No, we don't want anything to do with you." And they shot an arrow into his book, which I'm assuming was the Bible, and he got freaked out and left. Then he comes back the next day, and the fishermen didn't see him for a long time. They were like, on, they were in the ocean, like watching from afar. And these people just drug his body out <laughs> to the beach, and they were just like, "Yeah, there's your boy." Fuck you. And I think that's amazing. I think it's pretty amazing, too. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. So he, he, you know, found out that they wanted nothing to do with him. They were like, fuck you and fuck your book. And he was like, oh, no. And he went back. But he was like, it's my duty Mm -hmm. to go back. Man, you got to feel bad. Like, okay. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of a lot of the people that I've seen on social media talking about this where they're like, you know, yeah, you got what you deserve. That's what you get. You fucking white Christian imperialist and blah, 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 blah. Like, like I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. I do think it's hilarious that that's what happened to him. It's cartoonishly hilarious. I do think it's great that those people stood up for themselves. I think that had... People like Christopher Columbus and the Pilgrims encountered indigenous tribes like that. Mm-hmm. Um, history might have turned out a lot different. Yeah, imagine if it was just old Chris Columbus yeah, yeah. on, like, one boat. Like, I think the Indians would have been like, fuck this dude. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There might just be, you know, bones in the ground somewhere. Well, they, they had never, you know, they had not encountered anyone like him. And from what I understand, the tribe that um, the tribe that Christopher Columbus encountered were ultra pacifist. Like okay. ultra pacifist. In fact, now don't quote me on this because yeah, I yeah. could be wrong, but this 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 was included in um, in the Sapiens book. It was either this tribe or another tribe. They were so pacifist that when they would go to war with other tribes that were uh, that they might have a problem with, they would fight with wooden swords so that they wouldn't inflict any mortal wounds. Like basically they would go and they would fight and they would beat the shit out of each other mm-hmm. and like blow off steam, but that's it. They didn't go out there with the express purpose of fucking killing each other and taking over an area. Now... Of course, we know that there are violent cultures all over the world and there are nonviolent cultures all over the world. Great. Um, you know, that's just that's just human beings. That's just there's there's violence in the history of every people on the face of the earth. Um, but there is a part of me that feels really bad for the poor, deluded son of a bitch that went over there thinking he was going to spread the love of God to these people and and teach them the Bible. Because, you know, there's those, like, those sickeningly sweet, like, like 
Christian right. people that you can't be mad at because they right. really do mean well. And they're like, they're like, well, I'm here to save your soul, silly, so you don't burn in hell. Golly, <laughs> you know, like. There's those people out there that you're just like, oh, right, right. man. Well, I'm not. I'm not happy someone died. Right. I'm just. Like, it is funny. It. It's pretty goddamn funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The, you know. You know. The, the the worst part is is now that what what I'm concerned about is that someone from his church won't take the hint. It'll be like a line of white people in a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just be like, oh, my God, Clarence got killed trying to spread the word of God to these people, to these these poor, ignorant savages. And they killed him. Well, I guess we learned a very valuable lesson today. And that lesson is... I'll have to go and bring the word of God to them myself. I will pick up where Clarence left off. Like, that's just, I don't know, man. It's a little sad. It's a little sad that, like, you would even feel the need to go fuck with those people. You know what I mean? Like, find find this remote group of people who don't want to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they're sitting there going... God, I hate our life. I wish that some pale-faced person would come over here and <laughs> teach us a better way to live. It's been so awful to this point. And then, but I think that's like what they think that they're gonna like that they're that, that that's what these like religious nuts think is that they're gonna go over there and fucking save the day. Like they really do think of themselves as like missionaries. I don't know. Right. Anyway. They're going to save their souls, man. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, one one last thing kind of at the top of the show here that I wanted to talk about. Some uh, some pictures, some old pictures of us have been surfacing <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. I saw a picture of you today from the very first tour that we met uh, met Tony and the road crew guys on. Was that the first tour? If, oh, yeah. If you have a black eye, then it was definitely the yep. first tour that I guess met that's true. On. Yeah. But it's like I can tell from the background that it is definitely Tony's dad's basement. That's definitely the jam space. And you're playing a five-string fretless bass. What the fuck are you doing with that? I, I have no idea. I, I I thought it was neat. I'm sure it sounded awful because I— Probably wasn't very accurate at a fretless bass. I remember know? when you got that bass. Mm-hmm. You got it because when – now, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but the first concert you and I went to was we went and saw Primus at Red Rocks with Mike Watt. Mm-hmm. And I think you got that bass because because Les Claypool had one. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was like Les Claypool would play all these like weird basses. Like he would have like – He'd have like a five or six string bass. He'd have a bunch of fretless basses. He had like a bass banjo. And I, I'm, I'm sure that had something to do with it. I think I just found it like for sale and I thought it was neat and I got it. And then a little while later, I was like, I need a, a fretted bass because like, this is not working out. That's like, that's like something that like, like jazz prodigies play mm-hmm. when they're like, 
they're like they're like well I wanted something a bit, little bit more uh, a bit more portable than my gigantic violin and yeah. you know and 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 this is you know I'm used to playing on a on a fretless instrument and I'm allowed to get those kind of nuanced different sounds that I that I like and you know and I'm playing this like neo acid jazz type of stuff I'm gonna go get me a fretless bass but like we were at that point especially we were playing glorified like punk rock and like oh yeah yeah there there was no room for a fretless bass there I just thought it was neat yeah mm-hmm. it was pretty cool uh, let's talk about the one the, the young picture of you oh I didn't um, even see that one no oh man there's Aaron, Aaron's holding a Miller High Life can. He's all skin and bones for yeah. sure. And we're then, and we're all wearing bandanas. We all have our shirts off. We all have our shirts off. We're all wearing sunglasses. Like and we all have homemade laminates. God, we were fucking awful. So like <laughs> did, okay, if you look up uh for the the fourth year album uh, the album we put out when we decided to change our band name from fourth year freshman to fourth year, which was has to be the worst marketing decision this band has ever made. Um, there's there's an album. Uh, there's a band picture in there where it's just all of us with our shirts off, holding guns. Like we th- we thought that that was just the coolest thing in the world, <laughs> and we had like our tour uni- uniform was shorts, flip flops. No shirts, sunglasses, bandanas, and we would go to Kinko's and make our own tour laminates because we thought we, we were like grown men playing the saddest game of make believe you've ever like the most expensive game of make believe you've ever seen. Like we were a bunch of guys just playing band. I, I think at one point we had the conversation like Let's make tour laminates so people think we're on this like gigantic tour that we have all this backstage pass, right? VIP entrance bullshit, and we all went, yeah, and then we went and did it. Yeah. That's the laminate that ruined my spine too. Like the the day before, uh, the day before that picture, or two days before that picture was taken, mm-hmm. we were in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I had left my laminate at our friend Casey's house. And we were at the Uptown in Minneapolis getting ready to play. And I was all drunk. And I was like, ah, I left my laminate over at Casey's house. Jerry, let me borrow your skateboard so I can skate back and go get it. (laughs) And I don't know anything about skateboards. I may have talked about this on the last episode. If I did, I'm sorry to all you guys listening out there. But, like, I ended up bombing down this hill, got the speed wobbles real bad, and wrecked my back. Dude, we're going to have to put that on the... By the way, I don't skateboard. Mm. I never have. Like I that that was the drunk dumb. Aaron does. Yeah, drunk. Man, I'm glad I don't drink anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like we're going to put the uh, send me those pictures. Uh I'm going to put them up on on the blog post for this episode. Okay. Uh so you guys can see what I'm talking about, but um yeah, man. Like and and the other thing is is at this time we thought we were amazing. <laughs> like we thought, we thought we were the greatest band to ever grace the stage. We thought we were just like rock and roll rebels, and like, like we thought all our songs were so cool. And like, we had a song about old people's bathwater being soup. 
Like that was that was one of our hits at the time. We had a song about insane clown posse and how we didn't like them. We also had a song that you're going to hear uh, coming up in the episode, which is about sex therapist and TV personality, Dr. Sue Johansson. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look for those pictures in the blog post of this episode at uh, mfruckus.com. Click on the link that says uh, MF, the motherfucking podcast and blog. To check those out and see what we looked like when we were wee shavers. At that point in time, Tony was probably 17 years old. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That was like 2005. Because we played a bar. You know what? Tony would have been 20. Okay. Because that that tour was in 2005, and Tony was born in 85, Year of the Bears. <laughs> Year of the Bears. I, I think it's 2005. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Anyway, why don't we, uh, why don't we move on to a little news, huh? How about it? I know I've got a booper here somewhere. News time. And uh, most of the news is just uh, repetition to put some things in your brain. Come on out to Denver, even if you're uh, out of the out of the state, out of the country, whatever. All our shows coming up um, here at the end of the year and beginning of 2019 are all going to be here in Colorado um, because I'm getting ready to uh, – well, I'm not getting ready yeah. to – Aaron's about to shit out a baby. Ah! Yeah, uh, we were talking about um, – I was talking with someone recently about couples who say we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you're you're not pregnant. You're you still get to smoke <laughs> pot and drink beer, mm-hmm. and like you can still walk around, and then it doesn't feel like your yeah. ribs are pulling apart. Your, and, your your brain might be a little crazy right now, but your body isn't like we're getting ready to do this. Oh, you know? dude, yeah. it. Watching, like, just watching how Sarah is transforming, it's fucking surreal, dude. Like, you hear you hear people talk about that, but, like, she's, like, a really cute pregnant lady. Like, she's starting to get, like, she's got a big fucking belly, and I can feel my kid move and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, we had biscuits and gravy for breakfast the other day, and mm-hmm. as soon as we had the biscuits and gravy, he was like, all right, I like biscuits and gravy, and, like... His ears have started to develop, so he's, like, responding to different sounds in the environment and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. like, like if there's a lot of noise going on in the area, he'll start wiggling around and stuff. And you mm-hmm. can feel his little fucking butt pressing up against her guts. Like, there is a human growing <laughs> inside her body. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> anyway, that's not news, but um, December 8th. We're going to be at Lost Lake with uh, Fist Fight, first time playing with Fist Fight. We're going to be there with Hydroform, first time playing with Hydroform. And Smith's Grove, who I know nothing about, mm-hmm. but they've been promoting the shit out of the show, and they seem like a nice bunch of guys, so I'm going to look them up and see what that's all about. Tickets are on sale now. You can get them directly from our website, mfruckus.com, along with tickets to any of these other shows coming up. Uh, December 15th, we're going to be in... 
Fort Collins, Colorado. Woo! At Surfside 7 with our buddies, uh, Granny Tweed. We had um, Gordon Leadfoot, a.k.a. Jason Gordon, on the show a few weeks back. That was a really great episode. Oh, so, dude, I've, I've kind of had it with Facebook for promoting events. And especially I've had it with... Um, Facebook ads. And I've been talking about this the last few episodes, but another thing came up that just like has really been sticking in my craw about this. So Josh Finley made an awesome poster. Like you've seen the poster that he made for the Granny Tweed. Right, Rockets the little show. girl chewing on the arm. Yeah, the little yeah. zombie girl eating the hand. Like it's, it's fucking cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So Facebook has gotten so strict on their community standards uh, enforcement that First of all, I can't buy a Facebook ad to promote any of our weekly videos because they all start off saying, welcome to motherfucking Monday. Because it says the F wow. word, okay. I can't boost an ad for any of those things. So, so people who have been following that aren't seeing it. Like we're maybe getting a couple hundred views on Facebook, right? So that was annoying enough. Mm-hmm. But then I tried to uh, make an ad for this uh, this Fort Collins show, and Facebook disapproved the ad because, because of the image. Because of the image. Wow! They said you can't use any um, violent art, or shocking art images. Art is evil. Art is evil, especially jo- Josh Finley's art. I sent him a text. I was like, you and your filthy fucking doodles. And he's like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you, know, you know what we should do for the next season of Motherfucking Monday is instead of motherfucking every episode, come up with a different. What the MF stands what for? What the MF stands for. Welcome to so, Mickey Ficky Monday. Welcome to Mod Flanders Monday and shit like that. You know. Welcome to Midget Fraternity Monday. <laughs> Welcome to Missing Follicle Monday. <laughs> That's me. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't been, if, if you follow us on Facebook and you haven't been seeing our uh, the MF, the motherfucking Monday videos coming out or you haven't been seeing some of our content, it might be due to the fact that the Facebook, Insta, uh, the Facebook uh, algorithm is only showing it to a couple dozen of you. Um, yeah, like, seriously. Like, so spread the word. Yeah, help us spread the word, share it, help us get it around. Um, man, I'm, I'm just kind of done giving those guys money. I really do feel, and I've, I've said this sentence a few times to some people recently, but I really do feel like Facebook is just circling the drain, man. Like it's just become so bloated Mm -hmm. and, uh, and their, their standards have just gotten so restrictive because they're so worried about offending people. And losing, uh, you know, losing ad revenue, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't either, but it's pretty ridiculous. It's getting silly. Yeah. Um, The one thing I'm excited about for the Fort Collins show, and nothing against Surfside and nothing against Granny Tweed. I love the venue. I love Granny Tweed. But every time I go to Fort Collins, I eat at Music City Hot Chicken. Fuck yes. And I know <laughs> this is the second food reference I've talked about this podcast, but I, I know what I like. And Music City Hot Chicken is the shit. Yeah. And I, we have a lot of friends that work there. And 
I love Music City Hot Chicken, man. It's delicious. But every time I go there, I always tell the guy at the counter, I go, listen, my asshole can't take. <laughs> this is what you open with? Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> listen. Like, listen, stranger. Listen, my asshole. <laughs> You know what'd be funny is if is if I died right then and people were like, "What were the last three words that Aaron said before he died?" Listen, listen, my, my asshole. asshole. Dot dot no. dot dot. Listen, my asshole. Like that. It also, if you said that in a different voice, it could sound like I'm talking to someone that I love, but, but they're, they're my pet they're, name. They're a jerk. Well, but my pet name for them is asshole. Listen, my asshole. Listen, my asshole. Listen, I will only my... tell you this once. Listen, my darling fuckface. Um, <laughs> no, I, I always tell him, I'm like, I'm like, I can't handle heat like I used to. I need something that has a little bit of heat, but is going to be modest. And they're like, oh, get the Nashville hot. Yeah, it's that's that's what you want. It's it's modest enough. They probably enjoy watching people watching suffer. me suffer. Yeah. yeah, try the the green chili one when you go up there. Ooh. It's spicy. Like it's not like unbearably spicy, but it's tasty and. Uh, I, I usually get the hot, I want to say. Not the Nashville hot, but the hot. I wonder what this show is going to... Oh, you know what? I think I got the hot last time, mm-hmm. and the hot was still too hot for me. It's fucking hot. Yeah, it's really hot. Um, it's a little salty, too. Yeah. Like, I, I I think I need to take a step down. Um, I wonder what it's going to be like on a Saturday night. We've never done Surfside on a Saturday night, because they normally don't. They don't do that. Because Fort Collins is a college town, mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday nights, like John Snodgrass from Drag the River, who does the booking over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I dropped that name. Hold on. Let me pick that up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Way to go. Snod, as I know him. No. Johnny Snod. Uh, John Snodgrass. Jay Snod. Jay Snod. We go way back. Good buds. Good bros. Um, he, he told me in the past, he's like, we don't really do shows on Friday, Saturdays. Because um, all the college kids go out drinking and they don't care about live music. They don't care about live music and they don't want to pay covers to see live bands. What a bunch of fucking nerds. I, but I think they've changed that since they moved into the new building. Hmm. So I'm curious to see what that's like. But in, if you're in Fort Collins or near Fort Collins or even if you're not near Fort Collins, you should just make the drive and come out and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun uh, because, you know, that's beginning of December. And it won't be long, for those of you who live out here, you know, uh, man, it's going to start getting so snowy, you can't go do anything. And if you don't come to this show, I will come to your house, and I will fart on your pillow. If you don't come to my house, (laughs) I will give you pink eye by farting in your eyelashes with my butt. I will come to your house. And shit in your kid's sneakers. <laughs> if you don't come to this show, I will come to your house and I will eat all the peanut butter so that I can't even open up my mouth and so I have to talk through my teeth like this because the peanut butter makes my teeth stick together. Just like in that famous Charles Silverstein poem where the king ate too many peanut butter sandwiches and had to pay his children with a crowbar. Calm down, dude. Have you ever heard that poem? Yeah. Michelle, have you ever, well, have you ever heard Shel Silverstein reading that poem? No. 
Holy shit, dude. That man was a fucking insane person. Mm-hmm. Like, you read, like, a Shel Silverstein book, and, and, man, we're going down a rabbit hole here yeah. again, but you read a Shel Silverstein book, and you read his poems, and you're like, oh, look at these cute little kind of surreal poems. They're neat little fun, just goofy mm-hmm. things for kids. Right. But anytime you hear Shel Silverstein read one of his own poems, they're all like this, and his sounds just like this, and then the King ate the peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> and you know he wrote he wrote songs for Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, Doctor Hook and the Medicine Show, Bobby Bear. Like he used to hang out with Waylon Jennings. Like he was part of. Do you the, think he just had the drugs? And that's why he hung out. Or, Silverstein? or were people just like, dude, you got to hang out with this fucking weirdo. Well, he was, I <laughs> you mean, this, you got to let this weirdo backstage. He's fucking crazy. He, I mean, he was an accomplished songwriter. Yeah. Like he was, he was writing songs and ghostwriting songs for people. Like he was around, you know, he was, he was up in that scene. And, um, and I have a record at home that is, uh, it's called Freaking at the Freakers Ball. And it's Shel Silverstein. Doing a bunch of the songs that uh, are on that Doctor Hook album, yeah, mm. and Doctor Hook is his backup band. Okay, and what I think ended up happening is that record came out, and the record company was like, "Shell, this is too fucking weird. Like, people are listening to this, and like, they can't boogie on it. We need to have like a band, like a proper band, mm-hmm. sing your songs." And so Doctor Hook came out with that album. And they performed a bunch of Shel Silverstein's songs, but like, you listen, like you listen to Shel, Shel Silverstein singing his own songs or reading his own poetry, and it is the ravings of a fucking lunatic, dude. Cool. I yeah. want to check that out. Maybe we'll put a link in the, uh, the uh, just the I don't know comments. What do you, what do you call them? I, I think I think we should just see if uh, Johnny Skibbs, Gene Skibbins, our uh, John Skibicki, our producer. Could throw in a little sample of some uh, some Shel Silverstein weirdness, especially like the peanut butter sandwich poem. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> that one, that one's rough. Maybe cool. we can have him put that on as a bonus track. Cool. He found that his mouth mm, was stuck quite tight from that last bunch of peanut butter sandwich. His brother pulled, his sister pried. The wizard pushed, his mother cried. My boys committed suicide from eating that last peanut butter sandwich. The dentist came, and the royal duck, the royal plumber, banged oh, oh, and knocked. Oh, oh, oh. But still, those jaws stayed tightly locked. Oh, damn, that sticky peanut butter sandwich. Cool. What else uh, we got? What do we got? January twenty sixth. This is a big one. This is a show you helped us get. Bam, bam, bam. We're playing. We're playing with Hank Von Hell, the only singer of Turbo Negro. Uh, no, that's not true. Whoa. I like Tony. I like the Duke of Nothing. I like uh, sexual harassment. I don't like anything, and I don't like anything new. And I have a strong opinions. about And I'm going to voice those opinions. <laughs> And I'm going to chastise and criticize anyone who thinks differently than I do because they are a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but we're we're playing with Hank Von Hell at the infamous 
famous or- Oriental, Oriental Theater. Theater here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, thanks, main support for Andy. That. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, thanks for putting us on that show. Um, and uh, main support for that is our buddies Against the Grain from Detroit. And Ooh. opening that show are our buddies The Dirty Few. Man, that is a stacked motherfucking lineup. Yeah. It's going to be way different, too, because um, Against the Grain is like a speed rock fucking awesome band. They are one of my favorite bands, for sure, Against the Grain. And then Dirty Few is just like a rock and roll party time band. Yeah. Um, I mean... I- I guess you could attribute the the term garage to them. You could attribute the the term punk to them, but they're they're really just a cool like good time rock and roll band. Mm. They're really a lot of fun. Dirty Fuse, great, um, great songwriters, really fun, really sweet people. Uh, it's going to be a good one, man. And then we're of course us uh, going to be doing our thing. And if you're wondering what Hank von Hell sounds like, he sounds a lot like. The last few albums he did with Turbo Negro, mm-hmm. like in my opinion, some of the best albums they ever did. Like Turbo Negro's heyday, as far as I'm concerned, is Retox, Party Animals, Apocalypse, Dudes. Apocalypse Dudes, the, those Scandinavian, Le- like Scandinavian Leather, even is one that I'm not super wild about. Well, those were the albums that definitely put them on the map, and right. people say that Hank was the. Uh, the lead singer that Turbo Negro deserved or needed. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had many lead singers, but he was the one, he was the front man that, that like held the torch and that br- like made them, them to where they were or where they've gotten, you know. He's the, he was the one that was like indicative of their most uh, notable sound era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you hear the songs that were on episodes of Jackass, and and uh, you you hear like the songs that like Turbo ne- that that made Turbo Negro like the Metallica of Norway in terms of how big they were. You know that that. Uh, the 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 really most iconic age of Turbo Negro was with was with Hank, um, and uh, his new record is it's good it's it's a lot of fun I like listening to. Do you it. think we're gonna get to meet him, and do you think he's gonna be an asshole? Uh, they're on tour right now, and I've seen a lot of pictures of people meeting him and taking pictures with him and him smiling, and so I think we will be able to hang out and. I think he's just kind of happy to be doing it, and I think he's kind of calmed down since. Well, his, and I, I think like uh, a lot of the stuff that we see that people are kind of finding to be despicable behavior is persona. Mm-hmm. You know, his persona. He, he, we know a lot of people, or there have been a lot of people who have had the runaway persona. Alice Cooper had the runaway persona. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Like when before Alice Cooper became Alice Cooper, he was a really nice, quiet, shy guy. And then the character of Alice kind of started taking over. And then there's like Bootsy Collins. You know what I mean? Like he had a, by the way, do you ever watch Tales from the Tour Bus? Uh, I saw the first season, the country one. Dude, the, 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 funk, the, season the funk season is great. It's I've really heard that. Good. I, I've heard it. I haven't. Checked it out though. Bootsy, like the uh, the most recent one is on Bootsy Collins, and it talks about like talks about how he like became the character of, of Bootsy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it, hell, I had some runaway persona problems early on. I had this this persona of being like the crazy alcoholic lunatic guy, and and <laughs> people who really know me well know that that's it's not who I am. Like the the sleazy lecherous fucking drunken maniac. Like that's not me. I'm a pretty nice and sweet positive guy. And uh, but I wanted to sell this persona in a rock and roll band, and it started to take over other elements of my life. So I think um, I think some of that uh, is is taking place in in some of the things that you hear about Hank Von Hell and some of the things that have has drawn criticism around him right. um, yeah. in recent years. It's going to be a great show. Come it's gonna out, be a fantastic show. If for nothing else, uh, just to see what all the fuss is about. Um, yeah, and then finally, we're wrapping up the new album. Uh, still working on that. I've written yet another version of lyrics for the project title, the only uh, Camel Toe. Um, and it, dude, so did you read the lyrics that I that I wrote? I, the- I started reading them. I read like the first verse and what I think was a pre-chorus or something. But I, as soon as I started reading them, I was like, I want to get, I want to hear it with fresh ears. You know, right. So. I, I am going a completely different direction. Um, you know, everything that I had written before had been very, like, introspective and philosophical and, and a bit more on the serious side. But what uh, when I went into the studio, Brad flat out said, he was like, that is too many words. He's like, it just doesn't fit. That's what I love about Brad. Oh, yeah. He'll tell you straight <laughs> up. He was like, I think you need to take that one back to the drawing board, bud. And so I've been listening to the song and listening to it, and that particular song, which uh, the mu- it's a composition of Parker's, um, it just sounds very, uh, it just sounded like a lot more fun and gallopy to me. So um, I took this different approach of like writing a story about basically we're out on tour and we don't watch the news or listen to the news on the radio because we're always listening to music instead and we somehow miss the apocalypse and basically we're all stoked to go on tour for the summer and and party and and drink and get laid and play rock and roll shows and then basically the dead rise from the grave and fucking demons start like coming down to earth and killing people and there's mutants and all sorts of scary shit and basically all our gigs get canceled and we're super bummed on it but mm. we decide to play anyway and uh so the song I've been calling it Summer of the Damned. And uh yeah, it's a it's a fun little little party rock and roll number. It's it's important to stay fun, you know? Well, and that that was the other thing too, is I was listening to um I was listening to the songs on the new album and I do want there to be some more serious stuff, but I noticed there was an imbalance of mm. fun. We didn't have quite enough fun stuff on this album, and so I decided to um I decided to rewrite that one. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Let's get into some commentary. But first, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. Holy shit, it is 609. Yeah. Holy fuck, we got to wrap this up. Um, Let's see, the Nug Nation Studios. Woo! Thenugnation.com. 
Ounce for Ounce, the best homegrown comedy in years. Uh, new episode rolling out here soon. Uh, be sure to check them out. Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado, the greatest studio on the planet Earth, solar powered, uh, just an awesome place. Thanks, Brad. Flipside Music, um, basically take all the the big box music stores and throw away 99% of their inventory and save only the quality 1% that you want in the first place, and that's Flipside Music. Mm-hmm. Only quality amps, quality guitars, quality pedals. In fact, they specialize in, in pedals and effects. Awesome place. Tell Ike the guy sent you. Um, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, where we've got to get going to here ASAP. Matula Plumbing. Matula! Uh, shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. And, of course, the 32 Brave Souls who back us on Patreon.com via a small recurrent contribution every month in exchange for exclusive content, uh, early access to stuff that we're doing, and sexual VIPs, favors. Effect, and uh, party favors, um, kazoos, and uh, little parachute men and all that stuff. Um, man, I don't think we're going to be able to do a commentary. We're out of time. I didn't realize what time it was. We went and had barbecue sandwiches and lost some of our time, but and talked about memes and you yeah. know we talked about so how, much, how much we don't like the pilgrims and yeah. that Christian guy dying and yeah a lot of crap. Yeah, we, <laughs> we really loaded this one up with filler. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron. I, I I'm Hulk Logan, and we're going to close with. A song um, by some buddies of ours from this turlet called Highland, Indiana. Um, Really great band that really deserved a lot more notice than they got. A band called The Wanderers. We are big fans of, in fact, we like them so much, we recorded a uh, live version of one of their songs in the first season of our Motherfucking Monday video series from Evergroove. Uh, We're going to close out the show with... Give me your wings by the Wanderers on the motherfucking podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.
to a mutiny transmission you can find more podcasts videos books comics and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com or just stop in the store in denver and have a coffee sometime Hey man, down that out, down down but I know her, I know her, know the deal. Down trying to keep it real, and it's all going down, down, but then it give out, and give up, and take a mile, and jump another load of shit on a pile. Down, 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 down. Man, you let it down, 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 Nobody, nobody, nobody in the whole wide world is underneath her far enough to be wrong all the time. What do you know? Nothing, I know. And now you got nothing to shoot, now you got nothing to show. What do you know? Nothing, I know. And now you got nothing, now you got nothing to show.